And now it's time to check in on the state of science. This is KERU for WWNO, St. Louis Public Radio, Iowa Public Radio News. Local science stories of national significance. If you've toured wine country, you know that some people, perhaps yourself, take wine tasting very seriously. You swirl the glass, you sniff it in different ways. It's a whole operation. But did you know that a similar type of tasting also happens with tap water? Yes, in Colorado, no less, where water is a resource a lot of people have their eyes on. So what is it like to taste tap water like it's fine wine? Joining me with an inside look is my guest, Alex Hager, water reporter for KUNC Public Radio in Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome back to Science Friday. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be here. Alex, set the scene for us. What is it like to be at this water tasting convention? So we've got this panel of judges sitting at a long banquet table, and it's in the middle of a bustling trade show. You know, it's it's all these booths filled with people selling filters and pipes and pumps. It's all the type of infrastructure you don't really think about, but it's all part of a system that plays a really big role in the background of our lives. You know, if there's anything I've learned on this beat, it's that there are so many people a lot of whom are working for publicly funded agencies like your city water department or your state environmental control agency. And they are all keeping the lights on, keeping the water flowing, all of that background stuff that we we can sometimes take for granted. And a lot of those people in the water world were the ones in attendance at the conference. Any qualifications needed to be a judge? I mean, how how do they decide if you're qualified? Well, the only real qualification was being some kind of a water wonk, but that could take a lot of different shapes. (laughs) I follow a lot of water policy, but I am far from a scientist. So I asked one of the other judges who was very qualified, and he said that it it didn't really matter. You know, this is Victor Sam. He's an engineer with Stantec, and he has a master's degree in water taste and odor. Well, overall, you just want to have a pleasant experience. So does it quench you? Does it taste good to you? But from a more scientific part of it, you can judge it from maybe a mouthfeel, if it's slippery or is it grainy? Is it maybe dry? So it's kind of like wine tasting, where you taste the water and, and you kind of get that feeling. Yeah, that's really interesting. We who drink tap water, we know there are all kinds of tastes in the water, certain minerals, chlorine. You, uh, are you finding that there also? Yeah, I mean, that's really the main thing that changes how water tastes. Uh, Again, here's Victor Sam. A lot of times, uh, if you actually drink pure water, it doesn't taste that good. Because what's happening is you're just drinking H2O, no minerals, and you're essentially tasting your own tongue. And that's pretty much exactly the reason why a lot of bottled water companies brag about the minerals they're putting in their water. It's a taste that feels more kind of quenching. And of course, some chemicals we do not like. For example, one of the waters that Victor gave a low score had sort of a chlorine taste. Hmm. Yeah, I would hate that to be a winning water. And speaking of winning water, who had the winning water? That would be Grand Junction, Colorado. I talked with some of the folks from the winning water department afterwards, and, you know, they said that choice was a no-brainer. And why do you think that people love Grand Junction water so much? Because it comes straight from the Grand Mesa, the world's largest flat-top mountain. Yeah. So, yeah, gorgeous place, great water. And the experts agreed with that. The, The reason mountain water tastes so good and so pure is because it is. 
It sort of just melts from snow, flows straight down to the city, and it doesn't spend a lot of time in contact with the dirt and the rocks that can rub off too many minerals and give it a a stronger taste that some people might find off-putting. Could you tell as an amateur judge that this was the best water? Now, personally, I could not. Um, My scores were not exactly in line with the final winning tally. Look, you know, I take a lot of pride in staying very hydrated, but uh, I suppose I don't exactly have a discerning tongue. Um, there was actually one point where I leaned over to Victor, the expert, and I was like, okay, I got it. I, I'm actually picking up some of the flavor here. I think this one tastes kind of like citrus. And he goes, yeah, that's that's pretty unlikely. Are you sure you didn't eat anything citrusy for lunch? And I hadn't, <laughs> but you can imagine my disappointment when I reached into my pocket and remembered my sweet mandarin-flavored chapstick. Oh, oh. So let's talk about what happens to the results here. Does the info get back to municipalities? Well, I mean, what's the point of all of this, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah, it does get back to them. The cities get to see how judges scored their water. So they do get the feedback and they see the comments of sort of what tastes the judges picked up. But I talked to one of the other judges. uh, She's a scientific expert. And she said, this is mostly just for fun. Good tasting water is ultimately really subjective. So it's hard to make a really empirical judgment with the results of this taste test. But the winners do get to go on to the North American Championship. That's next year in Toronto. Wow. I wonder what the training for that is like. I, <laughs> I, I know you're a water reporter and the previous times you've been on Science Friday, we've talked about the troubles the Colorado River has had and the West has had with all the water that's missing. What is it like to talk about water and not have to focus on the challenges posed by a water shortage? Yeah, I spend a lot of time chronicling this slow-moving train wreck that is uh, drought in the southwestern U.S. So it was nice to have a little diversion, you know. There is just so much to learn about how water behaves and how our government makes decisions about who gets to use it. And I would really encourage everyone to learn a little bit more about just how the water gets to you and, and why your kitchen sink stays flowing. Great idea. Great idea. And great story, Alex. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. Thank you, Ira. Alex Hager, water reporter for KUNC Public Radio in Fort Collins, Colorado.